Hey, it's Pat Evans with the Mint and Brew Podcast. Today we have a special treat for you. Doug Dorda, our homebrew contributor, has stopped by to chat about all grain brewing and why it's important you start doing so today. Hey everybody, this is Doug Dorda from mittenbrew.com. Today, I want to talk to you about the third in the series of articles that I've come up with called A Professional Approach to Home Brewing. So for those who didn't know, the whole point of this was that a whole bunch of brewers, professional in the city, were polled, given four choices about what do they think would be the most important things for brewers to focus on in order for them to make professional quality beer. Now, respectively, they had been cleanliness and sanitation first and foremost, then fermentation temperature control, and now finally making the switch to all-grain brewing. But before we get into that, I want to make sure you understand why it's important to consider making a switch to all-grain brewing and why it came third in that list, fourth being uh, proper yeast handling and cell count, and we'll get into that next month. Anyway, the reason to switch to all-grain brewing is not because the moment that you make an all-grain batch of beer, you'll make the best beer in the world magically. The reason to get into making all-grain batches of beer, the reason that professionals do it, is because you have immaculate and complete control of your batch from start to finish. And what I mean by that is you can get into every nitty-gritty variable, specifically on the malt aspect of designing your beer recipe, and make sure that the beer that you are designing should ultimately on your brew day come out to be the beer that you've envisioned in your brain. So let's get into this with an example. On a professional brewing scale, let's use Founders as an example, Bells as an example, pick a Michigan brewery, generally speaking, you're not going to fill the entirety of a fermenter with one turn in your brew house. And by that, I mean you're not going to make one batch of beer in your brew house and fill a fermenter. Usually, it's going to take multiple turns. So in a professional brewery, uh, let's say there's a gigantic tank. It may take four different batches in the brew house of a particular beer in order to fill that fermenter. Now, let's dumb that down to a homebrew scale. So instead of making a five-gallon batch, imagine that your fermenter is a 20-gallon fermenter. So every five-gallon batch you make is only making five gallons, meaning that you'll have to make four five-gallon batches in order to fill that 20-gallon fermenter. Sounds simple enough, right? On an extract scale, it's very easy because your variable of your fermentable sugar is locked for every single batch that you're going to make. So you know that if you designed a 1.050 original gravity beer, If you follow the same procedure, each time you make one of those batches, you will make a 1.050 original gravity beer. However, in an all-grain scale, efficiency really comes into play. So you might make your first batch. Comes out perfect. Five gallons at 1.050. However, your next batch, due to some unforeseen circumstance, comes in at 1.038 original gravity, so drastically lower than what you were shooting for, meaning that when you add that to your fermenter of the already 1.050 original gravity batch, your total original gravity is lower than what you're shooting for. The only way to make up for that is to make sure that the next batch sent into that fermenter is going to be drastically higher than that original 1.050 gravity. So how do you do that? Well, 
At that moment, you have the ability to look at your recipe, adjust your variables, understand that if you add X amount of grain back at X temperature with X grist ratio, you will be able to equate so that the existing 10 gallons plus that 5 gallons will again get you to exactly the 1.050. Now, I know that that's a whole lot of numbers, a whole lot of jumble. The point being that you have the ability to control everything beautifully, and that's why they do it in a professional brewery. That's why they don't just stick with extract. The other reason that they do it is because they want to be able to differentiate their beers. You want to be able to design the beer that you have in your brain, that dream beer, that pale ale that makes you salivate when you think about it, and you want to be able to translate that into a program or on paper and then effectively into a pint glass, you know, at the very end of your brew day, as it were. All grain allows you to do that with a lot more certainty. You can still make amazing, phenomenal, gorgeous beer with extract. And oftentimes people do. And I guarantee you, if you look at any homebrew competition, at least 40 to 60% of the gold medalists will still be extract brewers. So again, the point is not that you're making better beer by making an all-grain batch, but that you're more accurately making the beer that you want to make. That makes sense? I could put it another way. Say you want to make food at home. Say you want to make a batch of spaghetti. Well, if you make a batch of spaghetti from a pasta sauce can and uh, some noodles that you pick up at the store, it's probably still going to be absolutely wonderful. It's going to be spaghetti. But if you want to make that taste of home unbelievably gorgeous, rich marinara sauce, the one that your grandmother made, well, there's only way in that. There's only one way, and that's from scratch. That's kind of the metaphorical connection that you're getting into with extract versus all grain. Both are absolutely wonderful. Both have their place, but both are going to require a certain amount of time, certain amount of process and procedure, and a little bit more from you. So all grain, absolutely amazing, customizable, but it's going to cost you X amount of time. Extract, very, very user-friendly, very easy to get into, still makes absolutely wonderful and gorgeous beer, but it doesn't offer as many customizable options. So those are really the two camps that you find ourselves in, and that's why it's important when you're trying to make professional quality beer to make it an all-grain batch because you're trying to customize the exact idea that you've envisioned. Now, there are many different ways to get into all-grain brewing. The way that I began was by designing and building a mash tun out of a cooler, having two different pots, one five gallons in size, one 10 gallons in size, and making sure that I was brewing in a place that allowed A, the room for me to do that, B, uh, the amount of gas and power that I would need, and C, uh, an environment that would actually be uh, acceptable for that because you're going to be dealing with a lot of heat a little bit longer. So a kitchen can work just fine. A garage can work just fine with excess burners outside. Uh, but you'll need to design your system however best works for you. So still a lot of people do that to this day. They'll work with manifolds or screens or kettle screens. But a lot of people wanted to try making an all-grain batch of beer without necessarily investing in the larger brewing equipment and uh, they wanted to shorten their time. So now a very popular way for people to try making an all-grain batch of beer without dedicating themselves to the larger equipment cost and to the time of some all-grain brew days, mine average between six and eight hours, it's a system called brew in a bag, where essentially it's like a very gigantic extract steep, 
um, utilizing a system of winches and pulleys. And I've personally had many beers made through Bruin or Bag Systems, and those people that do it consistently and they do it wonderfully make absolutely amazing world-class beers. They both have their advantages and disadvantages. The disadvantage to the Bruin or Bag System is that you need a very large boil kettle and you're going to need a winch system in order to haul out a very large amount of grain that is wet, so it's going to be heavy. Uh, you'll need some way to remove that from your actual kettle. The disadvantage to the traditional three-tier system, uh, I guess you could call it, would be time. The amount of time that you're going to put into your day and the amount of money that you'll spend on equipment. But both can make absolutely amazing beer. Point here being there's no right or wrong answer when it comes to making that particular batch of beer. However, to scrub all of this, underneath all of it, you'll need a basic understanding of the concepts of what it takes to make an all-grain batch of beer. Now, linked with this actual article, um, the little head, as it were, are two different overviews of both of the different processes. If you wanted to start really understanding what it takes to get into all-grain brewing, if you're not familiar with it at all, if you've never made a batch of beer, you can click on either of those two links and get some really wonderful beginner information that'll really start to demystify some of this for you. As I know, especially when it gets into this topic, it's very easy for scientific and blah-blah jargon to kind of get over people's heads. Both of these processes can be very, very, very simple. There's always just jargony terminology, which kind of confuses people a little bit. And there's always the you know, monetary cost, which some people try to avoid. So the point here being, you can absolutely do it. You can make all-grain batches of beer in any way that you want, whichever way will be comfortable for you, in whatever time frame will work best for you. There are many different ways, and they can all make phenomenal beer, so long as you are clean and sanitary and watch your fermentation temperatures and work within those styles that are going to work best for you. Now, making that all-grain jump, simple enough. Follow along with the information there. Go to your local homebrew shop. Go to a homebrew club meeting. Talk to people. See the way that they do it. Uh, there should be at least three or four different pictures here of different setups that people have built. No two usually are alike. And if you find them, it's, it's pretty rare. Talk to somebody about it. You know, go to any of the different resources that we've planned here or, you know, send me an email. There are many ways to get into it. The point is that you want to make beer. You want to make it professionally, and you have the opportunity to do that. So brew inspired. This is Doug Dorda for MittenBrew.com. Brew.com.